0: Instructional Snapshot, Velazquez-Nawagu, and ask me questions if I was confusing. In case this is your first podcast regarding the Instructional Snapshot, I take a look at two players who have been invited to Cubs Instructional Camp this offseason, this month, and I give you a look at little tiny bit of who they are. So if you are completely unfamiliar with them, you have a little bit of knowledge. And if you have a little bit of knowledge, maybe you might have a little bit more. And perhaps if this guy is a complete fave, either of these two guys are a complete fave of yours, this might be a decent podcast to forward on to someone else who might be interested in them. I will start with Nelson Velazquez, and there is a reason I'm combining these two. Nelson Velazquez was a primary was an outfielder for the Florida Gators in Gainesville. His two hundred fifty eight games puts him at third all time at the University of Florida in baseball. He had thirty one home runs and one hundred forty nine RBIs in college, and majored in anthropology, which, hold that thought. Uh, Maldonado was a 21st round Cubs selection in 2019. I'm completely good with drafting Nelson Maldonado because he pounded SEC pitching. Where specifically is he going to fit on the diamond? Is he right fielder? Is he a left fielder? Is he a first baseman? Is he a designated hitter? I don't care. Dude can hit. 21st rounder on a dude that can hit in the SEC. I completely sign off on that pick. That is exactly what the Cubs need more of. Guys who maul the baseball. Now, Does that mean Nelson Maldonado will be able to maul the baseball all the way to the Major Leagues? Nah, it doesn't. It doesn't. There are no guarantees in baseball, but if you're trying to find a guy who's going to be able to be a hitter at the Major League level, it helps to start with a guy who mauled the baseball in the SEC. Maldonado did that. In 2019, he had 56 college games. In 2019, he had 56 pro games. He played a bit at the Arizona League level. He played a bit in the Northwest League level. Then he jumped up to the Midwest League level, where the South Bend Cubs were the champions. So, Maldonado primarily is looking more like a first baseman DH. DH at the major league level, or at least he was in 2019. Maybe the Cubs have different ideas now, but he mashes the baseball. I'm completely good with the Cubs having a first baseman at the Myrtle Beach level or the Tennessee level or wherever that has mashed the baseball in the past. Now, if it gets to the point where he gets advanced to, let's say, double A, and he no longer mashes the baseball... Then I'll say, well, he mashed in college and he mashed uh, you know, up to double A. But sometimes double A is very tough to adjust to. And you find out. Either he adjusts or he doesn't. There have been a lot of hitters that have taken a while to adjust at double A. And some hitters that never did. But for a 21st round draft pick, a draft round that may no longer exist in Major League Baseball, I'm completely good with drafting a guy that mauled the baseball in the SEC because players that maul the ball in the SEC usually can hit the ball a bit heading up through a major league pipeline. As far as what Maldonado would have done if there were a 2020 season, I don't know. Uh, Playing at Myrtle Beach would have made sense, possibly as a first baseman. Possibly as a DH, possibly as a left fielder, possibly as a little bit everything. He played a little bit of third base at Florida. Who the heck knows? But I'm good with giving players who mauled the baseball in the SEC a chance as professionals in the Cubs pipeline, because it just might be that they might maul the baseball again as pros. I adjust to merge. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I try to put quality effort into each episode, bringing you information that you might not get as promptly or completely from other sources. This service is provided free of charge. If you have friends that might be interested in the podcast, send them a link of a favorite episode that might resonate with them. Hitting like, share, Follow, subscribe, or retweet is also appreciated. If you need help in sharing, ask away. If this service is worth more than the asking price, most podcast servers allow a simple link to contribute to the podcast in any fashion you deem worthwhile, including advertising. Whether or not that applies to you, Thanks for listening. The second person on my snapshot is Jordan Nawagu. Nawagu is absolutely fascinating, and it kind of starts with his parents. His parents, his mother Uche. I'm going to butcher these names. I'm just I'm just saying that in advance because so you know Uche. His mother is a physician, and oh my goodness i didn't even write this one down very well um boy it made sense at the time his uh, wow i'm not even going to be able i'm not even going to bother trying on this one uh Oakry, his father is an engineer so a physician and an engineer have a child both of the parents work at the university of michigan and Nawagu likes to play chess. Here's here's just an idea. I don't know if this has happened, but I'm imagining that player who plays chess and has a physician and an engineer as parents would probably enjoy discussing anthropology with Nelson Maldonado. There's no direct link there. But I think probably Nawagu is open-minded enough to have a fun little discussion with pretty darn much anybody who thinks. Nawagu was a third-round Cubs draft choice in 2020. Normally, in 2019 or before, he would have been sent off to the Arizona League or the Northwest League or the Midwest League, as happened with Maldonado. But there were no games. Nawagu is a bit of an odd duck. He is built. Sometime go on Twitter, look up Jordan Nawagu lifting weights. He has muscles in his back. I don't know how they got there. I, I wow. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll just leave it there. Um among he he is a huge Yasiel Puig fan because Puig is fascinating physically and has a bit of a, i really don't care what you think kind of a mentality and that sort of resonates with Noagu along those lines Noagu does not like eggs or cheese doesn't like eggs or cheese doesn't really sound like it's a um uh, allergy thing or a uh, I don't know how what do you say civic statement? It's just he doesn't like them. Just doesn't like eating them. Uh, his normal breakfast is potatoes and sausage, or here's the one I'm interested in: bacon with ketchup and hot sauce which probably gets some of you to say, that doesn't sound very healthy, to which I say, look up his workout videos. That's it, that's all. Um, in the, in uh, Nawagu's first semester at Michigan, they have fall ball up to the intermission, and then after over the intermission, coaches decide which 35 players are going to be on the squad. And then when players get back, the team starts getting put together for the season. The first half of the campaign, Noagu as a freshman, it just wasn't there. He wasn't looking like he was going to make the team. And the coaches told him he was probably going to redshirt. Nawagu said I'm staying here. Well, his parents kind of work at the university, so it's not like he's going to have to like, you know, fly fly back home to the upper peninsula to for spring for winter break. He stayed there and he worked and he worked and he worked and he began to show exit velocity and all that kind of stuff coming out of over the uh, in-between period uh, betting practice over winter break. And the coaches decided, well, let's let him be on the team. And it was a bit of a slow start for him. But midway through, they started to use him in spot situations. And he responded rather well. And eventually, they decided to start using him as their leadoff man. As a freshman in 46 games, 349 batting average, 1013 OPS. You can look up the rest if you're a big fan of the numbers, but I like to say average and OPS because I like to acknowledge the existence and legitimacy of people who prefer wins and losses to the people who prefer ERA+. plus. You're both legitimate in my book. As a sophomore, 64 games, 321 batting average, 992 OPS. In a shortened junior season, 353, 845. Now a bunch of that was he was playing non-conference games and it was February and March and the weather was horrible, etc., etc., etc. So... Cubs decided to draft him in the third round. He is an absolute freak of a physical specimen. He looks much more like a left fielder defensively with possibly a little bit of DH in him. I, I, I don't know, maybe you've heard me talk about a person who is more left field, possibly DH, than any other position. All of a sudden, with designated hitter being legitimate, that sounds more useful than it would have been Otherwise, 6'3", Nawagu is 6'3", in his college career. He stole 30 of 39 bases. His college coach, whose name I didn't write down, way to go. He is the most improved player I've coached from start to finish. He needed work on improving, and he improved. That's kind of what you're looking for. You want someone who is better at the finish than he was at the start and shows upside for beyond that. Nawagu and Maldonado are both interesting follows. They are both bat first and the glove, eh, maybe. But there's another reason I link these two together. Maldonado went to Florida. Nawagu went to Michigan. As this off-season progresses, I still strongly, strongly recommend that all of you pick something from baseball to spend that extra half-hour a week on. Familiarizing yourself with something. There was a time when I was a big Fantasy football player. Very much into it. My team won a championship one year. Should have won it another couple years. But hey, you know how things go. Random and all. There's one particular day. What ended up happening in our league was when players were wanted on the free agency wire. We would put in lottery numbers for um, a Wednesday night lottery selection. So players who all of a sudden, okay, this guy got hurt. I'm going to need this guy for the weekend. So I'm going to put in for this free agent. And if I get this free agent, then I'm going to release this other guy. The lottery was on Wednesday night. There was one player, I can't remember who it was, I just happened to be at home around sitting by the computer. And it was Thursday about 11 o'clock and one of the teams who had was not scheduled to play on Thursday night announced this one certain specific player was done for the year. I was by the computer. I checked, who is this guy's backup? That guy's backup was not claimed by any team in the league. There was no lottery for players made available after the deadline, before the week started. So, it was Thursday. It was first come, first serve, and I made the first move and added the player. I can't remember who it was. I don't remember how much he benefited me, if at all. But that's the kind of awareness that makes education in any sort of a field more important. If you're committed to doing the whatever as time permits, all of a sudden you find out that one player becomes a good investment. You figure out who it is, you, put, you make the waiver claim, and you get the guy. That's the kind of homework that makes you more capable in any sort of a field. If you are a baseball fan, figure out that something, whatever it is. Maybe you want to research better who the Pittsburgh Pirates' top prospects are. Perhaps maybe you want to get better at assessing players on the DFA wire. Does this guy make sense? Does that guy make sense? People are throwing 97.2 miles per hour fastballs on average in postseason games. Maybe if this reliever has some semblance of control, some semblance of long-term team availability, and he's not absolutely horrible, Maybe the Cubs should put in for this. Do some research on whether it's a DFA wire. Maybe it's an opponent. I chose Nawagu and Maldonado specifically together because Michigan and Florida are absolutely wonderful baseball programs to follow. They are not the only wonderful baseball programs to follow. But if there is a college you are even remotely interested in, after all, tonight, the guy who hit the home run in the big game, Brasso, he was from Oakland University. If you were following Oakland University far enough back, you could say, oh yeah, I remember Brasso. I, I can give you. Here's what he did in games. I remember. There was that one game again that we were against Wright State, and he came up in the it, it was amazing. Take half an hour per week, ten minutes per three days a week on your lunch break, or. Possibly even while you're listening to my podcast, do a little bit of research on something baseball related. So as the season begins, you are a bit more conversant in some angle of the game. And the younger you are, some of you I know that listen to this podcast are very young. Some of you are more gray, uh, salt and pepper like I am. Nonetheless, no matter how old you are, you can grasp things better if you research them. And if you are young, you can do something this year. Then next year, do something else. Kind of like Michael Jordan. When he came out of North Carolina, he could dunk. He could dunk really well. Then the next couple years, every year he decided, I'm going to do one thing a lot better. Maybe his mid-range game maybe his defense, maybe his rebounding. One year it was his three-point shooting, and all of a sudden he was a whole lot better at that. Each year he got incrementally better at one thing. As you contemplate Nelson Maldonado and Jordan Nwagu, what is that thing that you are going to spend a half hour on each week to get better, to get more knowledgeable about some aspect of baseball. I strongly recommend picking a college team to follow. Start off first week, figure out who the head coach is, what the name of their facility is, and who their likely weekend starters are. Those three things. Head coach, name of the facility, and their starting, likely starting pitchers on the weekend. Do that, you're a solid third of the way there toward knowing about a team. And that's one week. I think you could probably figure out those three things in about half an hour. And then what ends up happening is you start, oh, here's an article they had. This, guy's, uh, th- this is the incoming freshman class. Hit the stopwatch. Okay, read that article. Look, oh, okay, that's eight and a half minutes. Now I only have uh, 21 and a half more minutes for the week, and I'll be totally good. Do the research, whatever it is. DFA Wire, NL Central Opponent Pipeline, pick a college team, decide who you would recommend the Cubs to select with the 21st pick. In the first round of the June, I mean, of the July draft. Whatever works for you. Find the thing that makes your day go. What is it that you dig? Heck, maybe, 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 you really want to figure out who the guy is that the Cubs ought to hire to replace Theo Epstein and crew. That would be fascinating. I've been saying uh, Eric Neander from the Rays, he might not be the guy. Uh, Might be somebody else, but uh, find a guy. What is the thing that works for you? Take a half an hour a week. Research that. You're already on your computer, probably. Just look up something. And if it is a college baseball team, don't be frightened into thinking it has to be a team that's going to go to the College World Series every time. Let's say you're in Nebraska. The Huskers would be perfect. The Huskers are going to have some guys drafted this year. They're a good enough team. They're not fantastic, but they're good enough. They will give good Big Ten teams a good run for their money because every year they have good players. If there is a Texas school you like, pick any of them. That includes UT Rio Grande Valley if that's your squad or Sam Houston State. Fantastic call. Anything that works for you. What's a maybe 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 when when the Cubs clinched a playoff berth. I had I think it's Uncle Rico's Rice Pudding. A little three, four ounce container, like 79 cents at Aldi, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uncle Rico's Rice Pudding. Maybe, maybe, maybe you decide rice pudding. Yeah, I kind of follow Rice. Rice is not by any stretch a fantastic baseball team, but they're in Houston and they're going to have talent, whichever. Team works for you. Who is that one baseball player that kind of you really dig? Even though maybe he's not the best player in the league, what college do you got? Follow that school, California. Tons of schools there. Pick any one of them that works for you. Maybe there's a, a maybe your alma mater. Maybe a school that you would like to go to. Maybe you're a Duke fan or a North Carolina fan or a North Carolina State fan or a Florida State, whoever that school is that works for you, follow them. Follow them. My only recommendation is that you kind of lean away from really bad baseball schools from the North and Northeast. Because sometimes you get some teams that really aren't very good, but then, on the other hand, Mike Rousseau went to Oakland in Michigan. Thanks for stopping by. Pre-Arb Excellence, I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs go, and be nice to people.